Hi and welcome to the Podclots. Today is our last show of the Unsound series, and we have with us Harm van der Doppel, a Berlin-based Dutch conceptual artist regarded a key figure in post-internet art. He was at Unsound bringing the visual element to Lexacast, a project by Bill Kuligas and Amnesia Scanner, which started as a website with generative visuals from Harm. These were programmed to livestream pictures uploaded in real time onto Flickr and DeviantArt, algorithmically filtered to show not safe for work images. The project expanded into a live premiere for Unsound, combining this uneasy imagery with a dystopian music. With a background in artificial intelligence, Harm's work investigates how algorithms can analyze digital archives and guide the artists in aesthetic decision-making, leading to a symbiosis of man-machine art creation. Language and cognition also play a central role in Harm's art, as the internet is primarily based on written language and everything that you can find there is done by using words. He also uses complex computing and biology concepts like DNA algorithms and inheritance and applies them into a virtual gallery setup where the artist and machine mold the aesthetic of the projects. We talk about all this and also the debate on the commercial aspects of the post-internet art business. For me, I never really made a distinction between those two things. But the institute where I was studying made a, a huge a separation between between those two worlds. So, on studying AI was very scientific, which I like as well. Mm-hmm. But there was no room for, let's say, um, transcending, uh, emerging aesthetic <laughs> endeavors or so just things that didn't make sense and uh, in, in art school there wasn't much room to to, to use computer programming <laughs> so in actually last night last, or last evening during my presentation I even showed some animations that I made when I was still studying in university that were also clear that I was going to uh, switch to art school <laughs> I, I've made co- collage works for quite a while, like two-dimensional wall pieces, and I found myself making decisions that I couldn't explain. But like, so, like, why is this better than that, or like, what, why should this be there? And I couldn't really defend my choices. And then I thought maybe I should make a system that makes many suggestions for me and then I can pick from those suggestions the thing that seems most interesting to me on a very subjective criteria and then use that one that is then temporary, let's say the best one, make like make variations on that, mutations on that. And if that's a, cause an enduring process or a repetitive program, mm-hmm. then eventually some ultimate, like the best one, would grow or evolve out of that. So it's like this... Um there's like a learning software. It's a genetic algorithm, mm-hmm. which means that you have a sequence of information, mm-hmm. yeah, in which you could call DNA, and then you take another sequence of the same kind, and you let them 
you you let them you combine them mm-hmm. basically they, it's like have, having re- reproducing like sex where you put the, the align the chromosomes mm-hmm. and then you have crossover of information which is a very beautiful na- nature process and uh, which m- we we came from we all have that <laughs> that's how we exist and uh, so I thought if I program where each individual element within the works yeah, like the color the the shapes the repetition the, the filters the, the, the like everything if I uh, if I could map that to genes in a sequence of, of information mm-hmm. which is, it's a it's a binary DNA it's like on or, or, or off mm-hmm. then if I didn't take two of those works that are completely defined by their DNA they can have had children which is kind of funny because usually artworks don't really I mean they have predecessors like the earlier work but they don't have parents so they also don't have brothers and sisters and so th- only uh, child yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's a whole uh, family tree there's, I think there's about 15,000 um, like say potential artworks in the in, in the population and but actually there's no natural selection it's totally artificial selection uh-huh. uh, I, I manually make the selection so are you doing yeah, I really decide. Okay, this one gets to live. This one gets to die. These these so ones reproduce. You, you play ball. You play Yeah, yeah. There's God <laughs> but eventually, <laughs> all those choices. I'm yeah. storing all those choices. Mm-hmm. So for, with every DNA string, I have as an input the DNA string, and as an output um, that or, or like stay alive or die. So basically, basically that that could later be re- uh, replayed by a neural network, and then I don't have to do it at all. But but you need. A lot of information to have to train a neural network. Mm-hmm. I don't think I might even ever get there because uh, you need big data. Yeah, and, and my no. own input is not big data. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> tiny data. <laughs> I'm re- really not allowing the spectators to interact. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm really trying to um, like record and replay my 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 idea, my aesthetic choice. If somebody else would do it, which is completely. Uh, valid. It might mm-hmm. I might give the system to somebody else to see what comes out, but uh, because m- very often projects that depend on big data or, a- or any kind of artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. they take the you get the input of the of the whole world, so yeah. you will get the most average outcome mm-hmm. somehow, uh, which is the least interesting I would say. And so so I not not that I am the most interesting person, but I just had to pick somebody mm-hmm. because then you can uh, find out very subjective, precise mm-hmm. um, preference. Uh, that so imitates language, the, the when I will die, the, the, the system will kind of stay alive, which is like the cliche of the, the desire of the artist who wants to live on through, through the work. Perpetuate, yeah. Uh, well, and, and of, of DNA, like it's a perpetuation yeah. of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's an important aspect of the project because if, if I mean, if the surfers are, are, are down, the project is gone. Uh-huh. So, um, I see something you have always. Um, well, it's always running, but uh-huh. but, I'm, but I but I thought the the population is changing all the time and the software is changing and imp- improving, uh-huh. and I thought it would be interesting to at some point uh, freeze some of the works, like uh, cryogenics, mm-hmm. and when you freeze a work, you can also sell it. So it's this step of killing and se- and selling. It's a bit like hunting. A deer and hang their head on the wall. It's like great that you hunted, but the animal is dead now, and that so chopping uh, <laughs> little, little bits of yeah. <laughs> like so the some of the works that are the most fit. They I 
I freeze them, they don't evolve anymore, mm -hmm. and, and I, s I export them from the database and send them to a production company in Berlin, and they actually f manufacture the works. And those are then sold, and they, uh, they go from the social network, or the a social network that is the website where mm -hmm. they live, they go to this other network, the commodity market, and they, they, they circulate there as well. But they're, but they're a little bit like coffins, mm -hmm. so the, the work themselves, they, they're, they're like empty boxes. It's sad. Or oh, you saying your DNA sequences, but like in, in terms of computer, I, uh, computing, is that something that it, that you like in, in this kind of uh, computing? It's it's used. Or, yeah. Or, okay. It's generic algorithms. Okay. But I wrote it myself, but the idea Sorry, is but not like, new. It's a very naive question. No, no, no. One of the earlier uh, applications of generic algorithms. It's it's the it's it's in situations where you know if you make a few samples, you can easily test which one of those samples functions uh -huh. best. But in advance, you cannot say why. You have to test it. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that was the the for um, like satellites, mm -hmm. they needed a, an antenna, uh -huh. in the NASA in the 70s or or 80s, and they could test with a particular shape of a microphone which one would have the best reception. Okay. But they didn't know why particular uh, okay. shapes had the best reception. So what they did, they they had a machine that would make an antenna in a particular shape, mm -hmm. mutate that into a few, test all yes. their receptions, and then use the best one and mutate that further. Because they had no idea why a particular mm -hmm. shape is better than another. So from that, some kind of totally random looking shape came out. Um, so so the function that tests with every one is called the fitness function. Okay. Mm -hmm. And in my case, when I have generate few brothers and mm -hmm. sisters, and I decide which ones are the best, I am the fitness function, and usually this is also an algorithm. But I so this is very subjective. Uh -huh. And later the fitness function can be a neural network mm -hmm. if there's enough data. But maybe it won't work at all. I don't know. No, the subjectivity. So you introduce a subjectivity in this in this yes, system. Yes, that's, that's where the artistic agency lies mm -hmm. somehow. Uh, but that, but it's it's a funny idea that some sometimes people ask like, uh, do you ever have to make particular work or change your work in order for it to sell more and I mean I mean I would love to know how to do that like because to I mean the to predict, not yeah to the collectors predict. don't know either you know uh -huh. it's not like they have a preconceived I mean maybe colorful cells better than black and white that's the kind of like red cells better than blue it's the, but I mean um, you want to communicate and 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 one of the ways uh, communication seems to be successful if if somebody actually wants to own it but it's it's very small uh, so I'd like this idea of pleasing your audience is I, I would love to please my audience but I don't know what my audience wants so but un, un, equally I um, I started an online gallery a left gallery so we, we sell files and that actually works so it's a whole other story mm -hmm. but, uh, uh, I'm like I'm, I'm I'm making advertisement for my online gallery, left dot gallery. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Tell, t tell us about it. Yeah. It's uh, so the, one of the, oh, the difficulties the, the, the with selling digital mm -hmm. works files is that you can just infinitely copy them. So the the definition of their value is kind of difficult, which is the same now with music. I mean, if you buy a track for one euro and, and you don't actually own that track, you have the right to play the track. But Apple might withdraw the 
the the right that you I mean when people downloaded 19 like of all books 1984 on, on on the Amazon Kindle one day Amazon decided that this book did not have, have the proper copyright so they withdrew the book and suddenly the book disappeared from all the people their Kindle so it showed that you you don't own anything and which is kind of like yeah it's very like problematic so you don't yeah. have a collection and with left gallery we we store the information about who owns which edition because the editions are limited uh -huh. we store that information into the blockchain the bitcoin blockchain mm -hmm. so it's it's not it's you can't re re change that information even if left gallery doesn't exist anymore so this is actually for collectors interesting because they and then uh, that's something you can have different prices for for downloadable objects we call them downloadable objects uh -huh. it's kind of the most neutral way to d describe them I think like yeah the other question was about um uh the project that you're presenting here with uh, uh Bill Kuligas from Pan and uh, Amnesia Scanner. Mm -hmm. Um so if you can tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah, they uh, they they performed at the ICA once mm -hmm. and they recorded their collaboration. So the collaboration between Bill and mm -hmm. uh, Amnesia Scanner and it was. Uh, it, I, I guess it, it exceeded their expectations. How 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 nice it, it it became. So they wanted to release it, but not as an album, but uh, another way. So they thought it would be interesting to just make a website that just plays that track or like that mix uh, or that performance. And I made a website for that, which it sucks images from Deviant Arts and Flickr. And usually when you put on your safe search or your uh, parental yeah. control, uh -huh. you don't get the not safe for work images. But mm -hmm. in this case, we only take the not safe for work images. So um, that's kind of funny. And so you, you have, you have a, a, a way of like filtering them the other way? Yeah, it's an algorithm on the mm -hmm. server. Mm -hmm. So it only shows not safe for work, which could be anything. So it's also very funny what, what people consider themselves not to be safe for work because you get things that are really really safe, <laughs> but then they think it's really really amazing or like really edgy, but it's not. So so there's there's many pictures of like super cool DJ dudes <laughs> who are not that cool, and it, at least I think they're not so cool. But yeah. So so it's a really strange mix of images, and I, I program this sort of Ken Burns effect, this endless zoom, uh -huh. which you have in documentaries, mm -hmm. and. Then there's also some some the ways that the images blend into each other. If you use like image processing software, they're really familiar. Mm -hmm. So it's technically it's pretty basic actually and non-spectacular, but it's very cinematic, cinematic, mm -hmm. cinematographic. And then they were Lexicus was asked to if if they could perform again, and then it seemed really fitting to somehow use that website or the the graphics that were there mm -hmm. to also use them live. So then I, I programmed, uh, so starting point, the website, reprogrammed it and uh, made a new p standalone piece of software that uh, listens to MIDI controller. Uh -huh. So I can live mix the, I can, I can live mix the, the website. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So it evolved. It was it, it, uh -huh. in advance. It was not planned in advance. So what's it very difficult to b bring like like the website to a live or to adapt it? No, no, it was. Mm. It, it's really fun to control it, uh -huh. and it has many additional visual possibilities that the website doesn't have. But yet, it looks very similar. But the, one of the things is the in the, in the venue live there are strobes, strobes, mm -hmm. flashing lights, and I programmed also in the into the software that the the web the the, the software itself the image 
can also strobe. Uh -huh. So the image is also a stroboscope, <laughs> which it's kind of I like that idea. And so the strobe then suddenly becomes an image as well. <laughs> and um, yeah, so we're actually rehearsing today. <laughs> so. What's been like your most challenging project or a project that you really like struggled? I think I think everything is a pain, <laughs> <laughs> and it's also rewarding at the end. Mm -hmm. I, I guess it's it's part of the job. I guess. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of there's some projects that take a long time of programming in advance before you actually get something. Mm -hmm. So then it's really hardship that you have to kind of really trust that in the end it's going to be something because you invest days of programming without having an outcome in advance. So with Lexacus it was not like that actually, mm -hmm. it was very straightforward. But so yeah, you have to have some trust in advance that it's going to be something. It's not like when you, I don't know if you make, that's very cliche, but if you would make a painting, you and it would be more like a gestural painting mm -hmm. then you would be done pretty quickly you make like 20 and you there's also natural selection i guess or 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 artificial selection where you have this process so there's like a lot of overhead but if you compare that to filmmaking it's really not so much overhead actually i don't know so um what would be like your chief enemy of uh, creativity the chief enemy of yeah. creativity oh oh I li I like the um, I think the slogan of of NTS is don't assume mm -hmm. right I, I I like that as a that's not the chief enemy but that's the that's the best thing so mm -hmm. so I, I would say the the I, say I would say assumptions yeah assumptions <laughs> and also Joe Joel yeah. Holmberg a friend of mine said um, that the the goal of his art was for for people to to uh, just reconsider mm -hmm. or. Uh, Reevaluate, no, your yeah. even your, your things or others. Yeah. Like uh, allow the, um, the 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 possibility of an alternative. Yeah. And like, the last one would be like well because I'm on sound theme this year, uh, it's uh, this location. So what would be like an image of this location for you? Hmm. An image of this location. That's a hard one. I don't <laughs> there's not a really an image popping. There's a certain, yeah. Well, maybe that there's there's none. <laughs> Can be. Yeah, there's a certain stubbornness, and I think in the in this location, mm -hmm. like a refusal or a negation. But that's more like on a linguistic. Uh, mm -hmm. There, there's so, something activistic about it as well, like discontent with the current situation, which I which I mm -hmm. like. Yeah. We hope you have enjoyed this last show of the Unsound series. We have loads of exciting interviews coming up on the podcloths. Till next time.